0: Hey, I know it might be hard to get you to believe me, but I want you to know that if you're ever feeling down or that everything is falling apart and you just wanted to stop, just know that there are people that are there for you. Whether you think it or not, you'll be okay. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I know you won't believe me at first, but you have to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of hope. If you're listening to this, just know that I believe in you. You're strong, you're loved, you're worth so much in this big world. Your potential is limitless. When life gives you lemons, you got this. Okay, guys, I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, I am here with Kayla Williams. Um she is not only the two thousand nine World Vault champion, but she holds the first ever World Vault title earned for the United States of America, which is so big. That's like such a huge accomplishment. Um and after her run as an international elite gymnast for the US, she competed in the NCAA for the University of Alabama, where she helped lead the team to their second consecutive national championship. So that is also super exciting. How are you, Kayla? I am very well, especially after that introduction. Wow! If that, oh, well, make, <laughs> if that
1: doesn't make a person feel good, then I don't know what. Um, well, yeah, right I'm super right. excited to to be joining you in this um, new venture for yourself and a new outlet to to reach and inspire people. Super yeah, happy I'm to be here.
0: Excited. So, what's new with you? How's everything going in life? And you're doing um, elevate the stage, all that organizing. Like, oh, how is everything going? Yeah,
1: everything's really good. So I currently live in Birmingham, Alabama. You mentioned that I went to the University of Alabama um, after I finished my competitive career there. Um, finished my both of my degrees. I moved around for a little bit, and I settled here in Birmingham um, about three years ago. So I live downtown. I work downtown. Um, have really come to love you know the city and the state. Um, You mentioned that I do work on Elevate the Stage. It's a youth and NCAA gymnastics competition. So in the work that I do, I get to be really close to the sport um, that taught both of us so much and, you know, helped shape both of us into the people we are today. And so to be able to impact young gymnasts now with a really unique and memorable, I hope, um, experience for a competition weekend is super special to me. Um, I also get to work on some other athletic events. Um, the company that I work for is an event management and sports marketing firm. Um That's so, awesome. uh, Yeah, everything every day is a little bit different. Um, but again, I get to work in a sport that I love. I get to impact athletes in a in a really positive and unique way. So every day is is special down here.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome, and I think it's huge for, like, all those girls that elevate to be able to see, like, what they're working towards, because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of girls' dreams are collegiate athletics. Some of them want to do the elite um, elite route, but I think the main goal is always become a collegiate gymnast. I think that's so big for those girls to be able to, like, compete and then also watch their their, next next step in life and be able to um, be inspired by all those college girls um, and what they're doing on the competition floor. I agree. And that, that's why I
1: joined the sports marketing and event management company. This is why I came on board with Elevate the Stage, because I knew what that competitive environment feels like at the NCAA level, at the world championship level, um, even to a small in-house meet at your club. I know what kind of energy and excitement um, that brings for a young athlete and an opportunity to showcase all the hard work they're putting in and so to be able to pair that showcase with um like you mentioned the chance for them to see up close and personal the goals that they might have set for themselves or even just like the purest form of entertainment in our sport which i think is called gymnastics
0: yeah
1: pairing the two of those together is is what makes it really special and um yeah that's why i do what i do
0: yeah that's amazing um so um, tell me about your experience as an elite gymnast competing for the united states on such a big stage like i'm sure it was such a transition going from mm-hmm. the jo level where it's mostly like oh you're competing against all u.s gymnasts and then you go Correct. to the world level and it's like you have people from all different countries all different backgrounds like tell me right. a little bit about that and what that experience was like
1: yeah the whole thing was kind of a whirl- whirlwind um I took a unusual path (laughs) into the elite world. So growing up as a gymnast, as you mentioned, you're, you're coming up to the level of your training. Um, some people, you know, can cap their competitive experience at any level. A lot of athletes, um, that, that we know, you know, kind of end up their JO career at level 10 and move on to college or whatever that might look like. For me, I finished a level 10 junior Olympic season in May and was the first American to win a world vault medal in October. <laughs> so, so that, crazy. yeah, that whole um, that whole path was very quick. It was very fast. Um, competing for Team USA is one of the greatest honors. I mean, to be able to stand atop a podium and see them, you know, drop a, drop the American flag and, and hang it in front of you, and, and know that I not only am representing my country, but my family and my coaches and Um, My teammates and, you know, really a large collection of people um, was was pretty special. The whole experience was really unique of training at the National Team Training Center for a couple weeks leading up to um, going over to London to train for a whole other week before we ever, you know, got to get on the podium. Um, It was a really unique experience, unlike anything I've ever done before. Um, And, you know, something I'll always remember and I'll always cherish. I actually now get to serve um, our national team, our national team athletes, as um, their athlete representative and as a member of the selection committee for gymnastics under Team USA. And so, again, that's a really unique experience of being able to see those athletes go through a process that I've lived um, and hopefully just be an outlet for them, having, you know, known what that strenuous time frame can look like and what that competitive experience can bring, um, both in the hardships and, you know, the excitement on the other end of it.
0: Yes. I think that's so huge. Your role with the USAG right now, um, just you being such like an advocate for those girls and you've lived the experience. So, you know, different things that like you thought, were needed when you went through um those selection camps and the training and like all the hours that you spent Mm -hmm. I think it's so crucial that you have like a great relationship with them and you um are like a huge advocate for them so I'm sure they're like really appreciative of you and what you're doing well thank Um, you yeah those I mean those athletes are the creme de la creme they
1: are incredible humans incredible gymnasts and they're, they're so much more than the routines that you you know, people are seeing on television or on social media and all of that. So just being around, being available is something that I'm really trying um to do for those girls. And obviously, you know, they don't they don't need any of my
0: help on the gymnastics side. They've got that covered. So <laughs> yes. just, just being available to them is my goal right now. That's awesome. That's so cool. And um the SEC is such a huge powerhouse in co- in collegiate gymnastics over so many years. And so I think um, your experience going to the University of Alabama is it's a huge accomplishment going to Worlds and then only a couple mm-hmm. years later going to the University of Alabama. What was that experience like and being able to compete at another like super top level for um, the years you were at the collegiate level? Right.
1: You mentioned during the introduction that I was a part of, you know, one of our back to back national championship teams in 2012. That was actually my freshman year. And I remember finishing that competition in 2012 and doing an interview with somebody. And they were like, just a couple of years ago, 2009, you won a world medal. 2012, you won an NCAA title with your team. Just explain what that's like. And I'm like, they're two totally different things. They cannot be compared. One, I did, you know, for myself and the other one I did for my sisters, the people competing alongside me my team, my university, There, I can't even compare the two. My experience as a collegiate athlete, as a gymnast at the University of Alabama is something that I absolutely will cherish in so many realms of my life, my friendships, my relationships, um, my memories, my competitive experience, all, all of the above. Um, that was a really life-changing experience for me. Um, it truly has shaped me in so many different ways. The challenges that you know come along with competing at such a high level so um, mm-hmm. within the SEC and in the NCAA um really can't be compared to anything else and I mean you can you can attest to that competing at the SEC championship is probably the hardest competition um, definitely in, it's like- in in our sport yeah yeah um so i i really just can't speak highly enough of that opportunity i'm forever grateful for you know the coaches that recruited me and took me under their their wing and, you know, are now friends and mentors of mine. Um, It was, it was a really, really special four years championships aside. um, That's, that's family
0: to me. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think um, the relationships are ones that you're going to have forever and ever. And it's, it's really an irreplaceable experience. It's a once in a lifetime experience too. Like not many people can say that they got to, Um, go through all of that like the hard training Mm -hmm. but then the huge reward at the end of it I think is um, the biggest thing of all on the outside looking in a lot of people think oh it's college gymnastics like it's a breeze or a a (laughs) world championship medal did you have any times of like really deep adversity or barriers that you had to overcome in your life as a gymnast, or even Mm -hmm. like outside your career as an athlete, because I know it's not always just about the gymnastics in life. Most people look at us. Oh yeah, you're a gymnast, but but outside of the gym, there's so many other things you go through. Yeah. Um, Two two things
1: kind of come to mind for me um, in, in that question for one um, competing for myself and then um, two not defining myself by my competition or my, you know, my routine. So I think in competing for myself after I finished competing at the world championships, um, I went through a really tough time, a time where I wasn't sure that I would have the chance to continue in gymnastics um, at the elite level, at the college level, all of the above. I wasn't training. I wasn't in the gym at all. And this is actually how you and I ended up. Connected. Yes. Thank <laughs> <Wow. laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is how we became friends. Uh, I wasn't in the gym at all. I wasn't sure, you know, what I was gonna do, what my next step was gonna look like. I had just done something that no American had ever done, and a few months later I'm not even in the gym. So it was it was a really, really hard time for me and it took some some soul searching to figure out why have I been doing gymnastics for the last twelve years anyways. Yeah. You know, what what about you- it? What about gymnastics do I love? And you know how how did I get to this place of like it it is so hard for me to not be in the gym. Surely it's not just because training is a comfortable thing to do because yeah. I enjoy dedicating forty hours a week um, to you know really be- beating up my body. Like why why have I been doing this? And it, it took a lot of soul searching. It took um, an incredible mentor of mine at this point, Mary Lee Tracy. Yeah, taking taking me under her wing and inviting me into you know her her gymnastics family, and reinvigorating my love for the sport and my love to compete. Um, so I, I had to learn how to compete for myself and compete for reasons that motivated me, not things that motivated other people. And so that was a hard lesson to learn, I think, um, but one that if you know we could figure a way. To instill that in athletes from a really young age, you do it because it brings you excitement you bring you do it because of x, y, and z reason, not because you want to medal on the other side of there, not because it makes mom and dad proud yeah i would well, love to that. I would love to find a way to instill that in young kids and then mm-hmm. and then, like I said again, the other thing is not being defined by your performances, and that was a really hard thing for me in college, um simply because there for a little bit, I kind of felt like my, my only contributions to the team were scores, were nine nines and nine nine pluses. And that, that is, you know, how that's where my worth was coming from. And that was absolutely not the case. It took me going through a, a season ending injury to realize that, you know, I contributed to the team in leadership and I contributed to the team in energy and just being available, being a friend, um, being a cheerleader. And so learning those aspects and learning that I'm not defined by score, or performance, I'm defined um, by so much more than that. I think was a really, a really big lesson that I learned and has has shaped me and has helped me continue to grow outside of the sport of gymnastics.
0: Um, yes, I think that's such a big thing, even just for athletes any like in any sport i think it's such a big thing where they find so much worth at first in mm-hmm. the medals or the success or what your coach thinks about you and even right. like as a coach i think you find so much worth in the trophies that the team is winning and many times it takes us a lot to like step back and really look around and find our worth in other things um in life and like being a sister being a friend being a supporter yeah. being an being an inspiration to people I think that's one of the toughest things as an athlete to realize so I feel like it's amazing that you're willing to talk about that because many people will just brush it to the side and not really um take yeah ownership of that feeling and yeah, I think and huge you, that you talked about that
1: well thank you and don't get me wrong I want all the gold medals I want all the champions oh numbers. for sure <laughs> I, I want I want all the titles like don't get me wrong I still want I still you know want all of those things but at the same time if you don't have them, that's not, it does not define who you are. Um, Definitely. And
0: not winning is also lessons learned. Every every time you make mm -hmm. a mistake or you fall off the bar in a competition or your team gets second place, they think it's a lesson learned. And then that's when you have to step back, reevaluate and find what you need to work on because if you're winning all the time, how are you learning? You know? Exactly. I think that is,
1: that is an incredible lesson to learn. Um, it was a hard one for me to learn. I'm sure you can, you know, speak to so many instances. Definitely where has taught you things like that too. It's something I apply in my everyday life now. And again, if I can find and create, and maybe we're doing it through this podcast right now, ways to, you know, teach that to our younger selves, or yeah. people that are coming up and are in the same shoes that our younger selves were in, um, I would be a huge advocate and supporter of that.
0: Yes, definitely. And I was actually just reading this book. Um, The staff that I work with, we do um, kind of like a weekly book chapter and we're reading Chop Wood, Carry Water. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. And we actually had a whole chapter about um, learning as you go and not having your worth in the success that like life can bring. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's it's crazy that we literally just did that chapter last week. And then this is what you brought with me to the podcast today.
1: So I think that's
0: huge, but um, yeah, I think it's such a huge thing for girls to just find their worth like in themselves and be confident. I think um, something that lacks a lot these days is um, confidence in some young women. And it breaks my heart to see girls wanting to just have likes on Instagram or social media and not, um, really like just seeing themselves as beautiful when they look at themselves in the mirror in the morning I think it's huge that we instill that in young girls and athletes and in anybody really
1: yeah yeah I I totally agree and like you said it's a lesson that you're learning through a book that you're reading and working on right now it's something that we've learned through sport it's something you know that we learned through life and it applies everywhere just you know putting your worth in something more than an activity Right, yeah, whether that that's could true. be gymnastics or or your work, putting your your worth in more than just an activity because we're we're some of all of those things.
0: After um you graduate from college and retire from gymnastics, um I feel like that's a huge transition in life, um mm-hmm. because gymnastics is really like your main thing that you've done, um in your hobby, your love, and everything. Um and so once it ends, it's kind of like oh okay, what do I do now? So I think you talked a little bit about USAG and elevate the stage. Mm-hmm. So just tell me like um, what your career path is and like what you're looking forward to with this career. So I completely agree
1: with you. That's a very
0: hard transition,
1: not only because you're four years um, of eligibility or whatever that might look like is coming to an end, but it's, it's an entire career. It's something you've been doing your whole life for a lot of us. Um, so it's an incredibly hard transition to go from being, you know, Kayla Williams, the gymnast. To now, I'm just Kayla Williams, or I'm Kayla Williams, the retired gymnast. Which, I to yeah. the word retired, doesn't feel that great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. it's it's really hard. But you know, something that I latched on to really early. Um, I studied both public relations in my undergraduate degree and sport management in my master's. And something I latched on to really early was um, events and event experiences. Um, and, you know, just really memorable moments for athletes. And so as soon as I finished both my degrees, I actually found different ways to keep working on events. I worked on a men's golf championship, which I knew nothing about men's golf upon graduating and finishing, yeah. you know, a gymnastics career. But again, like those memorable moments happen for athletes and people and spectators of all kinds. So I worked on that event. I worked on a marathon. I worked on you know, just like a foundation benefit dinner um, and then slowly but surely made my way back to gymnastics. And so now I get to help create memorable moments and events, championship events for athletes of all ages, um, most specifically in the sport of gymnastics. But again, the company that I work for works in lots of different sports. Um, so I get to do that through Elevate the Stage, which we've talked about, how it pairs youth gymnastics alongside collegiate gymnastics. Um, I also get to work on the Pac-12 Women's Gymnastics Championship. Um, so again, a very memorable moment that, you know, the girls, whether they're competing on this elevated stage or if they are, you know, winning a conference championship alongside their team, something they're always going to remember. And then probably the, large, the largest event that I get to contribute to is the NCAA uh, National Collegiate Women's Championship.
0: And yeah, so that I mean, that event, a huge stride. Um, I know, this, especially I know last event, year. Oh, it was so awesome.
1: I know it's so incredible that the spectators and the energy that get behind that championship—it is unlike anything I've ever seen across any sport. I mean, gymnastics fans are one of a kind. That environment is one of a kind, um, and so that's the largest event that I get to contribute to. Um, and having competed in it having won it with my team, um, having come up short with my team, you know, many other years being on the other side of that and getting to experience that championship from behind the scenes and just trying to, you know, make memorable moments and positive experiences for athletes who it may be the largest stage they've ever competed on to a senior who that's the last time they're ever going to touch a piece of gymnastics equipment. Um, That weekend is very, very, very special to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. That actually gives me chills thinking about (laughs) the last, like the last event that you compete because like I've been in that position. And actually my last meet was ever at Alabama. It, that was Was really, yes, it was so crazy. You were already graduated, but I vividly remember like, Oh, it's such a crazy feeling. All the hard work that you put in and like, you finally are at that moment where it's like, okay, here's my time to shine. And this is my last routine. It's crazy. But yeah, I um I, I actually yeah. finished my,
1: my collegiate career at the NCAA national championship. I we ended up finishing fourth as a team that year, um, I believe. And I remember just crying the whole last rotation. Yes. I wasn't I wasn't even in the lineup. My teammates were doing phenomenal and I should have been cheering for them, but like all I could do was tears were just like streaming down my face as I'm like clapping and cheering and doing their routines with them. Because I'm like, it's about to be over.
0: I know. you
1: 16 years, it's about to be over.
0: It's such a combination of, like, so many emotions. Like, it's not even just sadness of being done. It's, like, the joy of every moment that you've ever experienced. And, like, all, like, just so many emotions. It's crazy. But I think Mm -hmm. the um, the NCAA championships, having four on the floor now um, in the final round, is such a big... Thing for our sport and it gives us mm-hmm. so much exposure and i'm really excited for like airing on tv this year and just all of that i think it's going to bring so much awareness to our sport and i mean even elevate the stage has been such a huge hit for the past couple of years and it's bringing such a positive light to collegiate gymnastics and um gymnastics to the usag mm-hmm. level um but how Thank is you. since you're since you're like such a big part of those events how has it been being such a big influence in building a bigger stage for the sport of gymnastics. Cause I think that's something that us as an entire nation is really working on. Yeah. Yeah. The gymnastics family extended
1: former competitors, current competitors, coaches, parent, you know, all of the above um, is super, super motivated to bring positive light back to gymnastics. Right. Um, Hasn't always been um, the easiest Thing, the easiest sport to be in love with right yeah the last a couple of years it's, it's been it's been hard to kind of sort through a lot of emotions about the sport but if there's anything that i know it is the life lessons the relationships and the opportunities that it created for me if i can find ways to do that for other athletes um that's i'm, I'm going nice. to do it and i've and i've been able to do that through through those events it's tricky just because when I competed at competitions, whether it be something similar to Elevate the Stage or NCAAs, all of the above. I just showed up when the lights were going and the equipment was set and the music was playing and all I yeah. had to do take, take my warm-up off and do my routine. And so that that has drastically changed. Um, yeah. I am, It's really late night, it's really early morning, um, but I would not change it for the world, you know, because I know that at the end of a four hour session of listening to the same compulsory music for all four of those hours that a little kid is going to be walking down the hallway with her medals, you know, clinging up against each other with Uh the biggest smile on her face. And she's going to feel so empowered and so proud of herself or, you know, even on the other side of it, an athlete that maybe had a rougher time, you know, like you said, is going to have lessons learned from that experience. And again, I did 16 years worth of that. And so if I get to, provide that to one athlete for one weekend uh, i'm
0: gonna definitely find a way to do it definitely i think that's so huge um and i'm so proud of you for like doing all of this stuff for our sport and not just our sport so many other sports and giving the athletes the best experience ever and you've lived it so it's such a big thing that you're so involved with it and making the experience even better from when you got to experience it so i think that's huge do you have anything else, Kayla? Um, I don't particularly
1: have anything else to share about myself. I will give you a huge shout out for going out of your way and your busy life to create a platform to share and speak and, you know, brainstorm and elaborate on, you know, the things that drive us and the lessons that we've learned um, and the opportunities that we can create and that you know, we should be out there creating. So just a huge thank you and shout out to you for going out of your way to to do that and to create this podcast. And an even bigger thank you for thinking of me and including me in it.
0: Oh, thanks, Kay. I think that it's it's such a big thing we need in our world right now, to be honest, like, just other people empowering people and supporting one another. I think so many times we want to be um like not jealous but just like you want to one-up somebody else or be better than somebody else and I think if we all come together as like human beings so much more power can happen in this world and so I think that's kind of where my inspiration was for this podcast I think is just wanting to empower people and inspire them and like get on board with um positivity really I think we need that so yeah yeah we're all in this world of just like
1: stay in your lane and it you know, memorialize to be busy and, you know, Uh to, to be driven and to be focused and to always be looking towards like the next thing and achieving towards the next thing. And sometimes, you know, what you need is just to sit down and have conversation and the next thing comes out of that. So thanks for creating a, a channel and an outlet
0: to create conversation. Thanks, Kay. Thank you so much guys for listening to my first episode of when life gives you lemons. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe to my channel, share it, um, and give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate all your guys' support, and I cannot wait to share um, all the next episodes of When Life Gives You Lemons.